the Donna and Steve show on my talk 1071 everything entertainment Mike just had a story about how the love boat is going to set sail with some of the original cast members and so I wanted to look up on um, Vicky Steubing you know the captain's daughter sure and this headline is what I see Okay. The Love Boat's Jill Whelan claims to be broke with only $5,000 in assets. Huh. Well, that makes me sad. Well. What do you do? This was no. from 2016. Maybe she's no longer broke. Or maybe she's broker. And why she's doing the <laughs> Love Boat. Yeah, that's why yeah. she's willing to go splitsies on an interior cabin with a random viewer. <laughs> 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 oh man it's fun i think it's great what happened on the love boat what the heck's going on with this show people would come on and so there would be guest stars right okay. like this week starring heather locklear uh adrian barbeau um <laughs> and they would come on and have a storyline and, and it was a one-off they because were the people who came on the love boat were the guest stars they were just embarking on a one-week cruise or something like that correct and then the rest of the staff would stay the same they were your pillars and then each time it was new guests right there was julie the cruise director there was captain steubing there was isaac the bartender um captain's daughter vicky uh oh gopher there was gopher and then there was doc who was the doctor on board was it funny? Was it a fun yes, a comedic yes. show? Yes, it was. Was there drama? Yes, yes. Yes, there was. And a Donna. fantastic theme song. Yeah, let's hear it. When did this show, when was it on? In the 80s? Maybe late 70s, early 80s. That song was uh, from 77 to 86. It was the show on ABC, nine-season run. Jack Jones wow. is the guy who performed that song. Singer and actor, Jack Jones. Holy crap. Wow. There were 245 episodes of The Love Boat. Wow. It was good. Gavin McLeod, Bernie Koppel, don't even get me started. <laughs> Fred Grandy. It, it was like a the, the formula of the show was... It was like a popular type of thing because Fantasy Island was also that kind of show where it would be guest stars. And it Deep lane. And it gave people actors um you know people who you didn't know before got to be on the show, you know. Oh, so a bunch of no-namers. Not always. Sometimes there were big stars, but you know, there were opportunities that maybe we didn't always have for actors. Oh, wow. Okay, <laughs> you're making this sound like it was a nonprofit organization to help struggling actors. Could we pump the ship brakes on that? <laughs> How do you, you know stop I mean? a boat? I don't know. Brakes? <laughs> I don't know. That's, do you think they have brakes? You think there's a pedal you push? Or do you just have to take your foot off the gas at the right point? How do ships go? I'll watch watch a documentary I think you have to put it in neutral. So you're saying that you just go from gas to neutral and hope that it doesn't ram into the 
the, the land or the dock. There's got to be a break. There's got to be a reverse propeller you just, situation. Yeah, you go the opposite direction with the... Yeah, reverse, yeah. Don't you jump in now, Donna, like you know. Mike was the <laughs> no, one. You tried to piggyback on his answer. Have you ever driven a pontoon? I think you have to put it into neutral and then flip it into reverse. Yeah, if you yeah. screw up, then you go in reverse a couple of times. Yeah. <laughs> okay, there are no brakes on boats. You slow down. You put the engine into neutral, which is what I said. Okay. Then, while still moving forward, inertia... You make a final turn if you want to come alongside something. Straighten okay. up the steering and put the engine in reverse to stop your forward motion. Forward. Put the engine in reverse at the last second. Okay. Interesting. Huh. I, I mean, these people who are doing, who are captains of ships. You know, there are people out there today who are captains of cruise ships. Uh-huh. Like that new Royal Caribbean cruise, the icon of the seas. Giant, gigantic. Have no idea what you're talking about, but okay. Remember, remember I told you last week they no, came I out with the big, okay, the uh, biggest cruise ship ever had its maiden voyage last week, the Icon of the Seas. Okay, yeah, I Huge do Royal Caribbean cruise. And there's some dude up front, and he's got a whole team with him, of course. Of course. But there's a captain who is, who's just steering that sucker. In and out of ports of call, and yeah. sometimes there's a thing whenever you go to a port of call on a cruise ship where there's another boat. This is legit. This is crazy. Another boat that comes alongside the cruise ship. So, like, think of like a guy in a speedboat. He comes alongside it, and then has to get from his boat into the ship because only people from that port of call are cleared or licensed to dock or park these cruise ships so jimmy from port of call in cozumel has to speedboat up next to the ship then they do some sort of a macgyver i'm coming on board i'm they the captain the now okay and then he parks it i did not that's know that's crazy i did not know that because i watch used to watch a lot of below deck where the captain who is not from whatever france She's she's parking the yacht. No, and that can happen in many, many places, but there are certain ports of call oh. where certain vessels have to be docked or parked by someone from that port of call. Okay. Unless this is a fever dream that I had at some point and I'm making it up, you think I'm making this up. I do not like your downing <laughs> face. I see it. I don't like it. I, it just sounds a little strange. It's like someone comes alongside and essentially is a pirate, but a good pirate, and then parks the ship for them. I feel like you can even watch it. Like, if you're awake at the right time, you know, they usually hit these ports of call early, five, six, seven in the morning. But if you're on that side of the ship, what is it, the hull side, the bridge side, the aft? I don't know. But then you can look over and you can see it happen. Neat. Do you realize we got to zero music news? Did we run the intro, though? No. So we're safe. Yeah, we can't we're be safe. sued. All right, we'll save it. <laughs> that whole thing we had planned early this morning for that to be an entire Love Boat-related segment. Let's do the music that love you have next. Love Boat. Oh, also, wait. No, I... Okay. 
Mm. What? I don't think I could what? tolerate being around Ringo Starr for more than about what ten minutes. Why are you saying that? You're gonna hear why I'm saying that. Don't Ringo, you. Oh, he's my favorite. Ringo, he would, is making a country album. I have beef with that, first of all. Um, But uh, we're going to listen to him speak. And I think that we will all know why, if we're honest with ourselves, we couldn't do more than 10 minutes of this guy. Stop it. I think he's like a Teddy Ruxpin doll. He's only got so many things he can say. (laughs) We'll get to that. Love you, Ringo. When we come back to Honesty, my talk. It's Donna for Bradshaw and Bryant Law Firm. Um, You know, as someone who has suffered a personal injury as a kid, I can tell you that an accident uh, that like that, I got hit by a car when I was a kid. It is physically and emotionally devastating. And oftentimes there is a huge financial burden on the individual and or their families. In my case, my mom and dad. And that's why when an accident happens, it is really important to have someone on your side advising you, somebody who's got experience in personal injury law. It doesn't cost anything to meet with my friend, Mike Bryant at Bradshaw and Bryant. So make sure you don't sign anything or make a statement until you have spoken with a personal injury attorney. We were talking to him yesterday and he said, it's really important to know what your rights are. You can contact Mike Bryant of Bradshaw and Bryant today. He's easy to find at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Donna and Steve here on my talk 1071. Everything entertainment. Hey, do we think Taylor Swift's going to be at the game? I think so. Yeah. That's good. Because the Chiefs score four extra points on average when she's in attendance. Ooh. Fun nice. Fact. Thank you. Nice, Donna. Look at you. Where'd you dig that up? Don't worry about it. I know things. Hmm. Now you say stuff. Go. Ringo. What is going on with Ringo? No, first of all, mm-hmm. don't talk ill of the elderly. Okay. He's got to be like 80, right? I don't see age in people. I see us all as eternally youthful. So how old is Ringo? 83. Okay. Oh, my gosh. That's wild. I was with somebody yesterday who said, on the count of three, how long do you want to live? What age do you want to live to? And then he didn't give me any time, but I was like, one, two, three. What do you think I said? Uh, 78. I said 74. Okay. But he said 84. 
And instantly I felt cheated out of a decade. <laughs> I was like, what have I done? You're so competitive. I was so rash. Oh, my gosh. So Ringo's coming out with a country album. Um, I think I'm just going to let that be. I find it disingenuous. I, it would be like, I don't know. In a sense, it feels <laughs> it feels like if Casey Musgrave said, I'm coming out with a rock. British rock album. Okay. It just feels kind of weird when people say, oh, now I'm going to do a country album. I feel I, like I don't know. Bon don't Jovi know. did that at one point, I think. Country seems, and I'm not a huge fan of country, but it seems like a lifestyle. You need to, you need to be authentic here. I need to see the rusted out pickup truck. I need to see the divorce papers. <laughs> you know, I need to see right. all this. Yeah. As opposed to like, oh, I'm bored. I'll do a country album. I hear you. But I'm going to let that be. That's fine. People can do different things, whatever. Mike, um, this video of Ringo, this was posted on X. What we're going to do is we're going to listen to the first 10 seconds. And then, Mike, if you could jump ahead, and, and we can talk during this, but we'll go to 40 seconds. And then at the very end, we're going to go to, like, the final five seconds and see if you can figure out why I don't think any of us would be able to sit through a long lunch with Ringo without starting to count. Here's Ringo Star. Okay, Ringo here. Peace and love, everybody. Update time. Cut. Yeah, just a few things I did today. Peace and love, everybody. Now we'll go to second 40. That was in the first 10 seconds. Linda Perry produced Crooked Boy EP of Ringo. She wrote the songs for me. She produced them. She's a beauty. So musical. She's a, and she has a great vibe. Peace and love, Linda. Now and, we'll go to about uh, 158. How <laughs> uh, he closes this two-minute thing. Hang on, Donna. I, I have a guess. I play drums. Peace and love, everybody. Happy February. So you know when you get one of those dolls... And it has the cord on the back. And you're like, wonder what they'll say next. But then it never seems as good as the commercials because your doll got stuck on that one phrase. Oh, Ringo. I just feel like I purchased the Peace and Love doll. That's his vibe, man. Four times in two minutes, two times in the first 10 seconds, three times in the first 45 seconds, okay. four times total in two minutes. For me, for me... You take that doll back to the store. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Hey, they're not saying all the phrases that it said on the box. Mm. How do you feel about this? Okay. John Bon Jovi is officially opening a bar and restaurant in Nashville. Mm. It's a honky-tonk. I feel good about that. Yeah. I feel good about that. All right. Dead or alive, I'm a sure. cowboy. Yeah, okay. On a steel horse I ride. Does that mean a motorcycle? Oh, probably. Okay. I feel I okay about that. Wanted. Dead or alive. Great guitar. I thought you were going to compliment my singing. Oh, no, and your singing was also heard. But the guitar in that song is good. <laughs> yeah, it, it is. It's Back good. to Ringo, though. Donna, admit this. If that was me, if I was talking to you, and in a span of two minutes during this show, I, if I oh, let's talk about the news. What do we talk about in hour one? Um, 
Peace oh, yeah, love. I never knew that that's how goodbye the saying was introduced. Huh? Peace and love, everybody. Oh, the Budweiser Frogs commercial. That was a pretty good commercial. We didn't know what was coming. Peace and love, Budweiser. You'd punch me in the throat before the end of the first hour. You know you would. <laughs> you know you would. You would? Okay. Okay. I like Ringo. I like the Beatles. I'm just saying, if we're all being honest, and we were sitting down and having coffee, we would get out of that coffee, hopefully having heard a bunch of really cool stories. I mean, the guy was, you know, in the 60s. It was all about peace and love. And then we would get into our car, call our best friend and say, you would not believe how many times he's had peace and love. I started counting. I couldn't count. You're right. You're right. That's fine. Why am I letting things irritate me today? I don't know. But did did you see these funny billboards um, that are up in Vegas right now? For dude wipes. Yeah, you've heard of dude wipes, right? Black bag, whatever. Um, so they are... Okay, so they're electronic billboards. They're up on the Vegas Strip, and they're basically capitalizing on the whole Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey thing. Their slogans include, we love a clean tight end, too. (laughs) A good swift cleaning that's tailored to your end zone. That's a reference to your bum. If you're living in the tortured TP department, welcome to the wet wiping era. And... It's me. Hi, I'm the solution. It's me, not TP. Funny, right? That is funny. We love a clean tight end, too. Ew. Pretty gross, right? I didn't like that one, yeah. Yeah, (laughs) Although the wet wiping, we all should be probably using wet wipes more. Of course. They're on every toilet in my multi-level home. Lifestyles of the rich and famous. Uh, Do you really have wet wipes everywhere? I do. That's really good. We Uh, we have them in uh, a downstairs bathroom, but only for my little guy, who we the joys mm -hmm, of having mm -hmm. a four year old. You still have to wipe their butts, guys. All right, I'm wiping other people's butts. Um, but I was thinking about it when I saw the story this morning. I thought I should be. We should all probably be. Last wipe, use a wet wipe. Will Smith once said to me, Okay. If you had doggy do on your arm, right? For whatever reason, you wouldn't just wipe it with a, a like a paper, paper towel. towel. Thank you. You would take something wet and wipe it. Why should we be any different? What led to that conversation with you and Will Smith? I don't recall. Something I read about him and then brought it up. 651-641-1071. College of Pop Culture Knowledge. Call now. You can play. It's next. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, 
Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Steve here on My Talk 1071, where talk is fun, and where we're about to play a game. It's time to go to college. It's time to attend the College of Pop Culture Knowledge. It's like quiz ball. Three trivia questions to find out who's smarter. Donna. Donna's a smart one. Or Steve. His brain ain't right, but it's fun. And here's your host, the Big Zamboni. I want to see how smart you are. Time for the College of Pop Culture Knowledge. The score sits Donna 14, Steve 12, and today we have got a birthday to celebrate. We're talking about uh, the writer, author, John Grisham. Okay. All How right. old do you think John Grisham is? Uh, 68. 79. 69. Just off by one there, Donna. Well done. Thank you. Uh, he was 68 yesterday, so you were very, very close. Thank you. Uh, Carla is going to be playing along with us today as we are going to be talking about John Grisham, novels that turned into movies. Hello, Carla. How are you? I'm good. How are you? We're doing really well. Where are you calling us from, Carla? Well, I'm calling you from Roseville. Okay. That seemed far. a little suspicious, though. What's going on? You're not normally in Roseville? What's going on? <laughs> I'm a driver. I'm a FedEx driver. Nice. Okay, got oh, it. great. We have a lot of drivers who listen to us. Great. Thank you for delivering the packages that we're all waiting for. Uh, we appreciate what you do, and we hope we can keep you entertained. Uh, you have an opportunity to team up with Donna or Steve. Carla, I think you're a first-time caller, too. I don't think we've ever heard from you before. Am I right? You are correct. Okay. So, obviously, you and I have a connection right now. Donna's been pretty <laughs> distant these last 30 seconds or so. I can't get a word in. And so, with that, Carla... Would you like to team up with Steve Patterson or Donna Valentine in today's College of Pop Culture Knowledge? Well, Steve, as much as I like okay. listening to you and how funny you are, Donna uh-huh. and I are around the same age. I'm just going to have to go with Donna yeah, today. Ages. That's ages. <laughs> All right. My bye, best bye. friend. Bye, Steve. All right. Steve's okay. going to step aside. Carla, you are going to go on hold, and I'm going to read these questions to Donna. You're going to get a chance to change any of her answers. Maybe help her if she doesn't know any of these answers. But again, today, the category for the College of Pop Culture Knowledge is John Grisham novels turned movies. Okay. 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 You ready to give it a whirl? I don't think so. Well, we'll find out. Let's okay. get it started here with this one. Oh, God. This A-plus list actor starred as Mitch McDeer, a young lawyer in the 1993 film The Firm, the highest grossing film based on a Grisham novel. I think that's Tom Cruise. The most surprising adaptation is this holiday cult classic starring Tim Allen was actually based on the novel Skipping Christmas. Oh, I read that one. Uh, what's the question? Uh, the, a uh, movie. It's a holiday cult classic starring Tim Allen based on the novel Skipping Christmas. So what's the question? What's the name of that movie? The cult classic. Oh, uh, uh, it's called uh, Skipping Christmas. Uh, Matthew McConaughey's first $100 million movie was this Gresham work. He plays a lawyer defending Samuel L. Jackson in a Mississippi courtroom oh, with the help so of Sandra Bullock. Oh gosh, what is that called? It's I'll called the couples. jury, the juror. J- the, oh God, what is it called? It was so good. All right, that's enough time. Fine. For, uh, I gave you a little extra time because of the little hiccup there on the second question, but uh, Carla did get to hear all the questions. Carla, she said Tom Cruise for that first one. How'd you feel about that? 
I agree. All right. Uh, let me reread the second one here for you. The most surprising adaptation, this holiday cult classic starring Tim Allen was based on the novel Skipping Christmas. The Santa Claus. Okay, and then finally, Matthew McConaughey's first $100 million movie was this Gresham work, where he plays a lawyer defending Samuel L. Jackson in a Mississippi courtroom with the help of Sandra Bullock. Well, I I think she had something like the juror, but I'm not sure. I'm going to go with that. Okay, the juror. juror. Okay. I read every one of these books, oh, you too. Did? I yeah. know. Just so long ago. Yeah. All right. All right, so we're going to put uh, Carla back on hold. We'll bring Steve in here. Come on, Steve. Hi, everybody. No Googling now. <laughs> I really, this was the first time I was tempted to Google. I had it all right there at my fingertips, and I didn't. This is, a bad, this is going to be a bad category for me. I'm, I will not win this. But I'm guessing you guys didn't do three out of three great. That took a while. All right, let's find out again. We're talking John Gresham novels turned movies. Are you ready, Steve? Yep. This A-plus lister uh, starred as Mitch McDeer, a young lawyer in the 1993 film The Firm, the highest-grossing film based on a Gresham novel. Matt Damon. The most surprising adaptation is this holiday cult classic starring Tim Allen. It was based on the novel Skipping Christmas. Christmas with the Cranks. Matthew McConaughey's first $100 million movie was this Gresham work, where he plays a lawyer defending Samuel L. Jackson in a Mississippi courtroom with the help of Sandra Bullock. The Lincoln Lawyer. Anything you like um, Christmas with the Cranks. Trying to think of any other... Oh, it's not the Santa Claus. Yeah, because that's what they're trying to do in Christmas with the Cranks. Um, shoot, I think I might have got three out of three right there. What are they trying to do? They're trying to skip out. They don't want to go to the family Christmas, so they're like, what if we just went somewhere tropical and got Hi. away from it all? Sure. Let's start with uh, Let's go. that one right there. Uh, the most surprising adaptation, this holiday cult classic starring Tim Allen was based on the novel Skipping Christmas. Yes, of course. Tim Allen and uh, Jamie Lee Curtis. It's Christmas with the Cranks. Okay. Donna, what'd you guess? Skipping Christmas. Carla said the Santa Claus, which is re- it's a <laughs> yeah, reasonable, reasonable guess, guess because that's what he's really known for with his Christmas stuff. However, uh, I read the book and it has nothing to do with the Santa Claus. No, that's because it doesn't have anything to do with the Santa Claus. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Let's jump to the to the last one here. Matthew McConaughey, first $100 million movie was this Gresham work, where he plays a lawyer defending Samuel L. Jackson in a Mississippi courtroom. Uh, with the help of Sandra Bullock, you said you read the book, Donna, but you could not come up with it. You said the juror. The runaway jury? And it was Steve saying the Lincoln lawyer. The correct answer is... A Time to Kill. A Time to Kill. What a great book. Yes. Great book. Great oh, movie. Oh, man. Yeah. Boy, I really felt confident that that was the Lincoln lawyer. Dang. Let's go up to the first one. This A-plus lister starred, or excuse me, this A-plus lister ask, actor starred as Mitch McDeer, a young lawyer in the 1993 film The Firm, the mm. highest grossing film based on a Gresham novel. Steve said Matt Damon. Donna. Said Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. The correct answer, Tom Cruise. Yeah. Tom Cruise. Oh, oh my gosh. Look at me saying, I feel like I just went three for three. Denzel was in one of those adaptations. Maybe don't give too, too much away as we head <gasps> oh, to no. a next question. Shoot, I forgot. No, you're okay. Hold Steve, on. Denzel. <laughs> <laughs> let's uh let's go ahead and bring Carla back in here. Hi, All Carla. Right, Carla. 
Hi. Uh, we are going to do the tie-breaking question. I'm going to start reading this question at any point. If you think you know the name of uh, the answer, whatever that answer might be, yell out your name, and that is your buzzer. If you get it right, you win. If you get it wrong, your opponent gets to hear the remainder of the question. Are the three of you ready to go? No. Nope. Ready. Tiebreaker. Oh, no. Again, John Gresham novels. Here we go. Like young lawyers played Steve. by... Steve. I'm risking it here, but I want to try this. The Pelican Brief, final answer. Donna. Hold on. (laughs) I don't have another question, so Donna, go ahead. Julia Roberts. The correct answer (laughs) is Julia Roberts. (laughs) Please never do that again to me, so I have to come up with another question. What was, can you again say the whole question? The idea is that if the one person gets it wrong, the question is going to get progressively easier. So if Steve would have got that wrong, I would have been able to read the entire question to you. Mm. Although Um, you still would have had Carla. This is true, yes. You would have still had Carla could have, as you would have spoon-fed it to her, (laughs) open wide. Uh, Like young lawyers played by Matthew McConaughey and Tom Cruise, this actress played a young law student in The Pelican Brief, which she starred alongside Denzel Washington. This was three Mm. years after her breakout role in... Pretty woman. Wow. I don't think I would have gotten that. De- oh. Denzel, I haven't seen the Pelican Brief. Denzel the is the only... gave it away, though. That's sir- yeah, yes, yeah, right at the right. end. Um, but, boy, wow, that was emotional. You, would, you emotional. would enjoy his books. You know what's funny? Really I've actually good. only... Um, I think I watched The Rain... Excuse me, I read The Rainmaker. Mm. That's a Grisham novel. Mm. That stars Matt Damon, I believe. And, um, or did I read The Firm? I don't know, guys. Here's the thing. I got turned on to Grisham after I read a non-Grishamy sort of a novel called Playing for Pizza, Mm. which was about a football star whose time had run out here in the USA, so he had to go and play in Italy and fell in love with the game again. But it was was a great book. Um, Very non-Grishamy, though. And then mm. I think I started reading some of the other ones. Yeah, really he's, good. he's great, great, obviously. Writer, yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, Carla, thank you. Yeah, thank you too. Woo! Thanks for picking Fif- me. Fifteen to twelve now our score. Carla, hang tight. I'll get your info. Okay. Absolutely. All right. Have a good day. Thank you for listening. Thank you, Steve. Suck it, Donna. 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 Okay. I said suck it. Whoa, that was I close. did say suck it. <laughs> I knew very... you were going to think I said suck it. Why don't you tell it. that to the FCC? <laughs> when um, they sue my bleep. I would like to steal Donna's tip. Okay. Time for a tip. Ding! Time for a tip. That's all we need. There you go. Um, so there's a guy. He's named The Laundry Guy, Noah Michelson, and he hosts the HGTV show called I The thought, Laundry Guy. But we had The Laundry Guy. We have The Laundry Evangelist. Patrick Richardson, okay, who has a spot down at Mall of America. He's wonderful. Anyway, other laundry guy, Noah, said, the only laundry setting that you ever need for your washing machine is Express. Which is great, because that's the only one I ever use. Is that right? Mm-hmm. He says, warm water and express cycle. It's long enough to get your clothes clean, but it's short enough to not cause any damage. Longer cycles like heavy duty cause more wear and tear on fabric, so you end up needing to replace your clothes and your towels more often. Why do these all exist? Why do we have to make a choice every time? I just prefer there was a wash option. I know. He says they used to be useful, but detergents, fabrics, and washing machines are better now, so we don't really need them anymore. 
Okay. Good to know. Thank you. Thank you, Donna. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Stop it. <laughs> when we come, we come back. back. I have an idea okay. as to how you can watch. If you have a lot of toddlers, little ones, younger kids that are going to be over your house watching the Super Bowl on Sunday, but maybe they're a little bit loud and might ruin the vibe a little bit for you. They don't know how to be quiet during commercials. I have something that you should have them watch in the basement during the game. Are you having a party? I don't know. Huh. We'll come back with more of this garbage <laughs> next. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Hey, everybody. Everybody, everybody say, say hey! hey. <laughs> Welcome back to the show. Donna and Steve on my talk. 1071 Everything Entertainment. Woo! Do we got it in us, kid? Yeah. I'm going to listen to Bradley and Dawn today. I just got some good dirt from Mike. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Anything else you can say about that? I think we'll save it for their show. Um, but it's juicy. Juicy bits of gossip. Put the names left <laughs> Uh, may I ask a follow-up question? I might not answer it. I don't want to steal their thunder. Is this a bit of dirt that has to do with, will Bradley and Don be surprised with information, or will they be the ones surprising listeners with information? Mm, Mike? The latter. Mm-hmm. Although we were all surprised by it yesterday when we saw it. I do not see this story. This is good. I can't even pay attention to anything you're about to say. <laughs> Use code. Dang it, I want to know. I don't have my phone with me, so I can't, you can't no. even text me. I can't even. You'll be I'm less gonna, interested yeah, than Yeah, you're we not are. interested. You're not really that interested. Oh, okay. So it's, you're not missing out. Great. Then yeah, don't, don't bother worry. me with it. Guys. Thank <laughs> All right, fine. Anyway, um, whatever you're about to say, I'm not going to pay attention to. So have a <laughs> follow-up question. Okay. How would that make this segment any different from any <laughs> other segment? Wow. All right. If you are trying to keep the kids entertained during the Super Bowl, um, don't forget there is an alternative broadcast that they can watch. SpongeBob SquarePants is going to announce this Super Bowl broadcast right alongside uh, Nate Burleson, who you know from CBS, uh, the, the morning show, CBS early show, morning show, whatever. You know the CBS one. Sure. And uh, he's going to be there. Um, actually doing real color commentary right next to SpongeBob. And then what's his face? The pink guy. Patrick. Uh, Patrick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is going to be... The pink guy. <laughs> um, live from uh, Bikini Bottom, which is where SpongeBob SquarePants is set. But it's going to be an alternative broadcast that kids can watch. So if you have kids and it's if you have another television and they might be a little bit more entertained watching that, and then maybe you get... You know, it's tough when you have like a little Super Bowl gathering. It's tough to hear the commercials sometimes, especially mm. if you got the kids. So that's a just cool little option that you can do. 
Uh, they'll have all sorts of characters from SpongeBob that will join the telecast live. Sandy Cheeks is shown as being the uh, on the sidelines as a real-life um, sideline reporter. So they're going to try that animation. We saw Disney do something like this earlier this year with the Toy Story version of mm. the game. But this time you will see real players on the field. This is not the Toy Story Andy's Room version. There will be real players, but then they'll just have different people who are announcing it and animation dropped in during the real broadcast. And then they're also selling separate commercials as well, which from a business standpoint has allowed new advertisers who just want to target maybe the youngest ones or the young families. They can run ads for about two to $300,000 per spot, which is a significant discount from the $7 million that you have to pay to be on the commercial docket for CBS's broadcast. That being said, you only get a fraction of the audience, so it all makes sense, but still, kind of fun. And as yeah, a parent, you okay. don't have to worry about the Bud Light commercial popping on at the first break. Yes. They're only going to have kid centric Yes, they won't have like the old appropriate commercials. Right. The GoDaddy commercials. <laughs> oh, yeah. Or the Carl's those. Jr. Like, wow, that's not how I eat a hamburger. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Um, are you having a party? I honestly don't know. My sister texted a few days ago and said, are we doing something for the Super Bowl? And I said, we can hang here or we could go to Vegas and do lines of blow. I believe that was my actual text oh, message. Mm, okay. And I said that as a joke, friends. Don't do drugs. But my sister responded, I'm down for either. <laughs> oh, my God. That's funny. What's happening to the fabric of my family, Donna? I, I don't know. I think you're a bad influence. Huh? What? Are you watching the game? Yes, of course. Who are you watching it with? Myself. Do you want to come over? You want to come watch the Super Bowl here? Okay. You instantly regretted it as soon as it came out of your mouth. I just don't even know what fire code is. Plus, the abundance of caution and COVID still sort of, I don't know. Are we even supposed to gather? Really? Remember when we all felt like criminals in the early days of COVID? If you ever, I wanted to put everybody on a lie detector test during COVID. I want, if I could go back and put everybody on a lie detector test, truth serum, that would be fun. What, like, what are you talking about specifically? Remember when they were like, hey, you can't gather with more than 50 people. Okay. And then it was, you can't gather with more than 10 people. And then it was, and if you do gather, you need to make sure that you're always at least six feet apart. All of that. Mm. I just feel like there were, I always bristle against the Uber rule followers, but some people would get sort of like, you felt like you were getting the shame finger if you mentioned that you were together with more people than whatever the allotment was okay. based on the guidance at the time. Yeah, right. But I feel like a lot of people were hypocrites. Lying, you mean? Yes. <laughs> like they were like, they almost posture as the rule follower in some situations. But if you really truth serum their whole situation, it's like, oh, yeah. And I was at my aunt and uncle's last week. And, you know, we sure. all sat at the kitchen table and. What a weird thing we went through, guys. You know what I've never got, though? What's that? How irate people would get when they'd have to wear a mask. Or how, like, nobody's asking you, you know, for a kidney. Like, calm down. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? It's like... Sure, I understand that. 
like this is in the best interest of everybody. And when people would get so mad about it, it was just very baffling to me. There is something distinctly American about us not necessarily wanting to be told what to do. Correct. For sure. Right. Um, We had never warned them before, so there was a real discomfort to them. Keeping them on kids was an entirely different thing, trying to get that to happen. Right. I was pretty impressed with the kids. I thought the kids, in large part, did better than the adults. Frankly, I thought they complained about it less yeah, than the adults. They're right. you know, sort of like, oh, okay, this is what we do now. Okay, this isn't great, but whatever. Yeah. But I do think there was some of that, though, that early on, if you go back and document what messages we were getting from those who knew the most, there were... They were telling us one thing one day, and then two weeks later, that guidance had changed. So I think there was a little bit of like, you ne- and it's it's tough because it was a brand new thing. It was impacting everybody in such a significant way, and they were also hearing things change from wipe down the keyboards to wait, no, don't do it, don't it's, wipe it yeah, down. We your... need to do a mask now. Right. And then you have some people who are saying, nope, the mask isn't what's stopping it. It helps this person, but not that person. So I think there was a little confusion that maybe fueled some of that, like, what are we really supposed to do? But I understand it's a tough spot. It was a brand new living situation we yeah, were in. Yeah, it was crazy. I still say I just want to see a COVID documentary. That and we're by the way we're coming up on four years. Unbelievable. Four years since the shutdowns and all of that. I would like someone to do a down the middle, and I know there is no such thing, but a down the middle look back at what happened. I want to hear what people in the news were saying. I want to hear, again, what the authorities were saying. The World Health Organization, I think they swung and missed a couple of times. I want to hear these different things. And again, not like in a, yeah, see, we knew better than you or you knew better than them, but like to remember how fluid and changing and weird the situation was. It was so weird and awful and terrible. And so many people died and so tragic. And as we get a little more distance from it, just as a, it was a very odd thing to live through why are we talking about this um i was talking about spongebob like three minutes back (laughs) how'd we get here i don't know you said you wanted people to have truth serum and i didn't know how did i get here mike you uh invited donna to the super bowl party (laughs) and immediately regretted it that's right and then i said you know the abundance of caution are we even supposed to gather Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. okay i I, I dug myself this hole you did you did like it down here okay all right. If I really invited you, Donna, would you come over? No. Thank you. That's the right answer. <laughs> All right. Why don't we? Um, I don't want to be uncomfortable. You know what I mean? I want to watch the game. Physically or socially? Uh, socially. Yeah. I don't want to be. Yeah. You know what I mean? You don't want to deal with people. I want to sit on the couch with my hand in my pants. Don't, Donna. <laughs> Isn't that a guy thing? Yes. Al Bundy made it very popular. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to have to worry about my manners and not swearing. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want, I don't like to be around too many kids at once. Oh, this would be my life. My life is your nightmare. Correct. Anytime that we invite. If we invite two other families, we immediately have like at least 11 kids here. Yeah. Not, no. That's a lot. Mm Mm-mm. We'll take a break. All right. Uh, When we come back, we have got a new Dirt Alert.
Uh, it was a big day for Disney yesterday. They made a surprise movie announcement and a big announcement that's going to impact gamers everywhere. We'll get into that. Okay. When we come back, Don and Steve on my talk. Thanks for hanging.